to Better Movie Club, uh, the podcast where we watch movies and talk about them a little bit and then make some changes to make them better and do improvised scenes based on those changes. I'm Austin Wyford. I'm Andrew Farley. I'm Leah Morse. I'm Dr. Ron Harvey. And <laughs> there he is. <laughs> and that's Dr. Surprise. Ron Harvey. Uh, we have a guest this week um, in the ins and outs of academia, um, pretty involved in the uh, improv community. Um, we had, you had some great discussion with, uh, Dan White, one of our previous guests, uh, on improv is dead. Um, just talking about the, the differences in, in improv, um, in different countries, which was really fascinating to me. Um, yeah, like glad to have you. Uh, I'm so happy to be here and I love the podcast and I think, uh, I think you're doing a great job and a great service to humanity. <laughs> wow. I want that on my gravestone. <laughs> And the, the concept is so great, and the movies are better. <laughs> so come on, they're, except for this one. This one is not, not going to make this one better. No, no. Um, so uh, this week we watched a movie with uh, monkeys and bones, um, a lot of flesh and colors, a lot of outer space, um, monolith, a monolith. <laughs> And a, a hotel room. <laughs> uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey from Stanley Kubrick. And what a 2001, A Space Odyssey it was. <laughs> it was it was the 2001-est of times. It was the uh, spacest of times. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Odysseus was right there. <laughs> I, would, I would like to make a correction. Those were apes. Um, oh, they were not monkeys. Look at Farley. Mm. Usually that's my thing. It's a different, I correct different people. school of thought. <laughs> they're they're pr- primates. They're, they're a primate. Yeah. They are primates. Pre, yeah. Pre-humans. We are primates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were they were Neanderthals. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Actually, I don't think you know um, what you're right. I don't. What a primate. <laughs> they were people in ape suits. <laughs> yeah. If we want to get real. I was, I was sure, actually yes. reading that they were mimes. Yes, that, oh. that Kubrick had casted mimes to That's play. That's such the a good apes. idea. Yep. Yeah, because their like body language is going to be like so like over exaggerated. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Or to be more accurate, he cast one mime, and then left it up to that mime to cast like twenty other people. Twenty other mimes? Do we know? Yeah, yeah. Because all mimes know mime each other. And... All <laughs> right, yeah. it's in the they, they're in the club. <laughs> the mime and twenty of his closest mime friends. Surprisingly, the mime community very social. Very outspoken. (laughs) Gets really loud at those parties. God, I would love... Okay, bucket list. Want to go to a mime party. (laughs) And and that mime went to the zoo for like three or four months and just observed apes and gorillas and then uh, then did a test reel, you know, for Stanley Kubrick of doing gestures, not in an ape, uh, in a proto-human suit. And uh, Kubrick said, yep, that's what we want. That's awesome. And this that is, is something that the mime shares with our own Leah Morris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because I, okay. So I took a lot of science classes in college and I had to go to the zoo to observe animals to write my 30 to 50 page papers on them. And I did regularly correct people <laughs> who came to the zoo with their children who were telling them falsehoods about those animals. And none of them appreciated it. <laughs> so that's my thing. That's what Austin is referencing. And I'm that girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Zoos should be educational. Don't tell your children lies. <laughs> and that person, one of those kids went on to be Jane Goodall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All thanks to me. <laughs> uh, so, Dr. Ron, will you tell us uh, just a little bit about why you chose to watch this movie, what your experience with it is, what you think about it? Sure. So uh, I'm a fan of the podcast, and uh, I uh, am much older than than you guys. I just hit 60 this year, and I enjoy many of your episodes and I was listening to the episode where you talked about and improved on the exorcist, which came out during my generation. And so many things were just flying past, uh, all of you, uh, about that film and how groundbreaking it was and so on. And I said, Oh my gosh, these, uh, these guys need to watch, uh, another groundbreaking film to see, uh, what the big deal is about, and and it just uh, my my top five favorite movies. Uh, I, I don't rank them; they're just all in the top five. And two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, is one of those. It was either that or Eight and a Half, uh, the Fellini film. Uh, I don't know why my top two films are just named at numbers, but uh, <laughs> big math guy. Yeah, can I guess your other three? Uh, the other three of your top five are going to be um, the number twenty seven. Um, pi seven seven maybe? seven and pi yeah, that, yeah. that's Aronofsky right <laughs> yep like early Aronofsky so uh, <laughs> uh, and I so I just uh, like this one because I thought it would be the most challenging and uh, and I know that you all love a challenge and I love the the episodes with guests and just geeking out on a particular film is just super fun to listen to and for the oh, listeners yeah. that don't know I'm speaking to you from Bulgaria. Uh, I don't know exactly where you are. And, uh, you know, all of my friends uh, are back in the USA. And so uh, literally when I get lonely, I turn on your podcast or uh, Improv is Dead podcast or, uh, you know, all these other podcasts done by people that I know or are acquaintances with. And I just love having your uh, voices in my head, literally. And um, and I just wanted, <laughs> if there was anybody I wanted to talk to about this film, it would be you, uh, you all. Oh, that's so, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. I love it. That is, um, I, that's also my relationship with podcasts. I yeah. just sort of, they're my friends. It sort of substitutes <laughs> social interaction a lot of the time uh, for me. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, uh, that's just a relationship with a podcast, I think. But it's so great uh, that you do that. Because I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Uh, I, we have a bond now. Uh, and <laughs> we should be mimes. Um, I wanted to ask if you remembered, because um, we actually have all met once before, and we were in um, a workshop with Adol Rafai, uh, a podcasting workshop. It was, I don't know, what, earlier this year? Yeah, like was it the podcasting one or was it the depth and scene work one? Oh, depth and scene work. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I mean, I remember that. Uh, I remember yeah. that workshop, but I don't remember us introducing each other or or saying, "Oh, that's that guy." So now, now that you yeah. mention it, I feel like a huge <laughs> asshole for not saying, "Hey, it's, it's my it's my podcast friend." No, no, no. <laughs> I just I knew I recognized you from already the uh the improv is dead discord so I was like oh that's who that is yeah um so it was cool to see you there we didn't really interact that much but 
Uh, I know Adel is uh, teaching uh, another podcast um, for Queen City. He's teaching a workshop on that. But I mean, you guys are you are old hands. <laughs> we should be teaching you should that be, class. Yes, exactly. Adel's really yeah. good. Like if, yeah. if you have the chance to take a class with him, I would highly recommend it. He was my level we, two teacher like, at I.O. Oh, nice. Oh, great. I just finished level two myself. Great. Uh, who's your instructor? Uh... I forget his last name. It's not I, I, well, I, right? I know the last name. It's like difficult to pronounce and I don't want to attempt it. But his first name is Keith. He's with um, uh, Improv LA. Okay. Uh, so they've, they've been doing some online stuff. Uh, level two is a, is a formidable, it's a formidable level. Yeah. Austin's better than all like me and Farley because he's at level two. I'm at level zero. Um, <laughs> It's okay. He carries us. <laughs> All right. So digression aside, uh, this movie is about um, a couple different things, I think, uh, just something. broad strokes. So, yeah. Uh, so we open up on the, the dawn of man. Uh, he, he invents weapons and it sort of changes the course of history. Uh, we fast forward to when we have um, established, you know, regular space travel. Um and then in the end, we're going to uh, basically traveling to a moon near Jupiter, I believe, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, coming in contact with extraterrestrial life. Uh, and, and through that, I think in all three of these little, I don't know, vignettes or stories, uh, you've got a monolith. I don't think it's the same one, but it sort of shows up and alters the course of history, um, I guess. Uh, there's also, <laughs> there's there's also a How 9000. Uh, who is an AI, sort of the original AI. I don't know if it's original, but um, <laughs> I've seen a lot of, in, in watching this movie, I realized that I had seen a lot, a lot of references to this movie that just mm -hmm. flew over my head because I wasn't familiar enough. Was this your first um, time watching it, Austin? Yes. Mm -hmm. What about you, Farley? You it, it was my first time finishing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the obligation was there. I I, uh, I probably yeah. would have finished it if I just skipped twenty minute chunks at a time. <laughs> I had seen it, but it had been a really long time, and it was funny to me because, like, I remembered the movie being about Hal Nine Thousand, and he doesn't get introduced until like a full hour into the movie. Yeah. So I was like, "Am I getting this mixed up with because <laughs> it's been so long?" I read the book when I was in like eighth grade, and then I think I watched it after that. So I mean, that's been a long time. Since I since I'd seen it, uh, well, I mean, this is great because I, I wanted, I was hoping that you would see it with fresh eyes, and couldn't be more fresh seeing it for the first yeah. time ever. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I think um, I'll I I think this movie could be pared down into a great Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> which which section? Um, definitely the How Nine Thousand section. Um, and then the, yeah, when he, uh, sort of comes into contact with the extraterrestrials, which I was reading, he, uh, uh Kubrick talked to, um, I want to say it was Sagan about how to portray extraterrestrial life. And, uh, he encouraged him to more like imply the existence of the extraterrestrials because, um, the like very slim chance things that have happened throughout human history uh, are unlikely to happen again. So it's unlikely that we're going to meet extraterrestrials that are similar to us in like any way. Um, so I thought that was interesting. 
and really for the time that this movie came out like the special effects um a lot of the a lot of the stuff they did was like new methods that they invented for this movie uh so really really cool stuff i think in in the context of when this movie came out it's incredible i think even today visually it holds up yeah. really well yeah, overall. It, it, i mean like there's some stuff that feels dated but like and like you can you can feel like more with like uh, when they show people like the hairstyles and the and the clothing feels more like oh this is like 60s 70s ish but like when they're showing technology and stuff most of it is like pretty ageless really the biggest thing that was date like showed the date for me was the way people spoke it was mm. just conversation because it's so it was so formal everything was very clean it, it, felt like everyone was just kind of uptight the whole time <laughs> well there's an interesting contrast between uh when you finally get on discovery and they're going uh, to jupiter uh hal is the most neurotic person in, uh you know on the set the other two guys are almost the machines yeah you know pool and bowman and uh it's just uh it's really interesting that contrast and and to the point where Hal says, I feel a bit silly, right? And uh, <laughs> it's like, the other guys are like, oh, don't worry about it, Hal. It's it's totally fine. Hal's voice is like so, um, like he doesn't, I like the way that they, they had him have emotions, but he doesn't have emotional inflection in his voice, which is like super jarring as a human to like hear that, where it almost feels passive aggressive the whole time. And then you're like, is it passive? Like, cause he's, he has emotional reactions obviously, but like, he's always just so his voice is just like very calm. And, but he's saying things where you're like, he doesn't sound calm from the language that he's using. It's very eerie. <laughs> like, oh man. The, uh, the final like sequence with how I was so, I was like emotion. I was upset <laughs> hearing yeah. him like say, I can feel it. say these things, I can but feel I can feel it. it. I can feel yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I'm, my mind is going is that what he was saying yes. it was something like that mm -hmm. my mind Which, is going my mind is going i can uh, feel that's it. that's such a human fear <laughs> that is for me as far as like true like horror goes i i'm a fan of like horror and sci-fi and like psychological thrillers and stuff but like the the idea of like dying and feeling yourself dying and knowing that that is happening is one of the scariest things to me like we all got to go sometime. And when I do, I hope it's just like, I don't have time to think about it because that, that like last time on earth where you like know what's happening conceptually, like, you know, this is it. That is the scariest thing to me. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, this movie started in like 1963, immediately after uh, Dr. Strange love and uh, Arthur C. Clarke and Kubrick started to collaborate and correspond with each other. So, I mean, it started in 63, 64, and then they really started filming in like uh, 65, 66. So by the time it comes out in 68, right, it's already been around for a while. And the, the things to keep in mind, we didn't know what the earth looked like from space at that time. We, you know, we were just starting to set up satellites. Uh, there's a picture that one of the first Apollo missions in like 67, published and it's now it's called blue marble and if you look uh, if you do a search of it it and it's the first really good clear photograph uh, of the earth and it changed everything because people was like oh my god what a beautiful planet we we have uh and but they didn't know how the how the moon looked they didn't know how people would in, uh, interact with the moon they didn't know how people would walk they didn't know any of that stuff and they just had to make it all up 
as best as they possibly can. So some of those uh, uh, earthscapes and moonscapes look a little uh, cheesy, like, you know, almost like 50s science fiction. Um, but still, they did an, an admirable job with what they had. Uh, and then the, the other thing I wanted to say is that in the early uh, 60s, uh, when they were uh, messing around with uh, telecommunication, video telecommunication at AT&T, uh, they were trying to get computers to speak, and they had they found it very very difficult. And so they did find it easier if they could teach, uh, they could generate uh, voices from computers if they sang. And the first uh, artificial voices that they generated was uh, a bicycle built for two. And you can oh, look it up on YouTube, uh, the first uh, speaking computer and singing a bicycle built for two, and it's super eerie because it's 1962 or 63 generated artificial generated voices and it's like oh my god this is just like in the movie and that they they knew that <laughs> and they took that and brought that into the movie and that was i think ibm right because i i think i was reading that the song in the movie was inspired by that um and like how hal is like one letter away from like ibm um, oh. So it's sort of like like H I B A, yeah. Supposedly not intentional. Arthur C. Clarke has right. always denied that, but <laughs> interesting. <laughs> no way. Just just <laughs> happened to be that way. I think if uh, we're going to talk about eeriness, we have to talk about the music in this, um, which I thought. So without looking it up, I had just watched it and I was like, okay, so they're using like classical music. There's there's two different Strausses that are featured, um, Johan and uh, what's the other one, Richard, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and then they have this music that plays whenever the monolith is on screen. It's like this eerie, um, like um, polyphonic choir, like uh, <laughs> like screaming. Um, and I was like, that was created for this movie. It wasn't. It's a classical piece that exists. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> yep. it's so appropriate <laughs> for it. It's part of a, um, I wrote down his name. I had not heard of him before, Leggetti. Um, it was like part of his Requiem that he wrote, mm -hmm. like the Kyrie section. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even know this existed. Per and not in the 60s, for sure. But um, <laughs> like, because it feels like uh, more modern experimental um, music. Uh, so I just thought it was interesting that there's there's no music that was written for the film. It's all um, classical, existing classical music. So, so there there was an original score written. Oh, uh, but it in post it was pulled out, and the guy who composed it didn't even know until he attended the premiere that the music <gasps> oh, was swapped out. No. Yeah, <laughs> what a slap in the face! <laughs> right? <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, Kubrick is kind of famous for using outside music in almost all of his films. Yeah. And so maybe as a backup, he says, let's write some original music just in case. And it's like, nope. When I read that he actually used another of Ligeti's uh, pieces for The Shining. So now I feel like I need to go back and watch that to see if I, I can recognize it. <laughs> um, the, the slab music or the monolith music that you're talking about, I might be wrong. I didn't look it up, but I want to say that same piece is also in midsummer oh it might be um, or like certainly a, there's like something a, similar if not yeah. um and i i love it i mean like it really set the mood for that like 
very alien, like, what even is it? Like this like mystery thing. And I, I think without the music, it wouldn't be nearly as impactful because of the monolith. I mean, it's just like a rectangle, right? Um, yeah. It's not that scary in and of itself, but uh, very spooky with the with the underscoring. Yeah. Well, the music is an integral part of the whole film. If you go into the theaters at the time and with the reissues now, it starts, you know, with a certain amount of just blank screen, just playing music. It leads with that. And then the movie starts. Uh, and then there's an intermission. Yeah, the intermission. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then when they, they first show Discovery in space, there's another piece that they only use once. And it's very sad. It's very lonely sounding. And it just gives you this um, feeling that these guys are uh, really far away from home. And uh, and what they're doing is... Uh, is very risky, but it's they're completely alone in space. So, uh, and that, the music really conveys that really well. I think. I think that the length of some of the shots uh, also conveys that to me, uh, because there are a lot of extended like it just builds the drama, right? There's a lot of extended uh, shots, like especially when um, uh, what, who's the doctor that like how kind of cut loose and tried to send him out into space. Um, not David, but the other guy. I call them mustard because they had red. I call them ketchup and mustard because one had a red suit and one had a yellow suit. <laughs> <laughs> his of, helmet looked like a big duck too. Is Dave was one of them, right? D- Dave, Dave <laughs> is the survivor. Ketchup. That's uh, Dave Bowman, yeah. and then Frank Poole is the other astronaut. Frank. Yeah. Right, Frank mustard. Poole. Yeah. So in the shots where he's just like kind of drifting out into space, they're kind of long, silent shots, and I, I think that. Um, the use of feeling. silence was really good, I thought, like, because it is very underscored most of the time. But then there were these scenes, most of them in space where, you know, there isn't sound. Um, <laughs> so it makes sense uh, that were silent. And it was like very like tense. I felt myself like, ooh. <laughs> well, there, there is sound, but it's this. <sighs> oh, yeah. The breathing and the suit. Oh. And and just to make just to let you know that there's somebody alive in these things, right? And uh, and then sometimes they cut it off where it's completely silent. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, and speaking of silence, Farley is it's very quiet. Uh. And so I am dying to know. Uh, I'm I'm dying to hear what he, what he thinks. I'm I'm having this internal debate right now. Um, there are two very different voices saying very different things. But there is the consumer in me, and I am so upset by the pacing in this movie at times where it's just like, oh, my God, do some something needs to happen. We need a plot. Uh, it's like I while I was watching it, I was I was very bored out of my mind. Um, and I was I turned to my girlfriend and I said, uh, this is someone telling you a story for two and a half hours. And then at the end, they're like, um, where was I? <laughs> i don't remember what i was saying and they just walk away <laughs> okay um what what am i waiting for what, what are we building to uh but i get it though i i absolutely understand why it's that way and it's not one story it's three distinct stories um it's <sighs> and, and i it's can't say noting. i hate it because i know what the point is i i get it <laughs> Ronan Farley is the youngest of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. So by definition, shortest attention span. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the it, but the Exorcist, which 
very fitting that this is the mo- that was the movie that inspired this pick because we had the we all had the same problem with the exorcist mm-hmm. where was oh, the, the pacing, pacing was it was yeah there oh, were just well, this, moments yeah. where nothing is being accomplished there's no story it's not adding anything really but the tension i mean it it it's building on this how alone they are how isolated everything is but we're made... conditioned to watch modern movies i <sighs> yeah. think all of us and this doesn't fit that formula and so it is jarring i think that's nor- a normal reaction for someone that's used to watching you know what comes to the theaters now which is like marvel movies and stuff right yeah. where it's like something's happening every second i just <laughs> want a tight 90 that's all <laughs> i want <at> least. <laughs> yeah this is not a tight 90 no it is, <laughs> uh, no, it is not uh, i'm i'm so sorry no don't be but i but I, I i'm glad i mean i'm glad that you get it because you can see all the iconic things uh that everybody took from this movie and you know it's another eight years before Star Wars comes out uh, after this, and you can see you know everything has been uh, all space movies, all science fiction movies uh, borrow from this film, and uh, and prior to this they were all not all of them, but mostly cheesy uh, dressing up in an ape costume with a with a fishbowl helmet, mm-hmm. science fiction uh, with ray guns and things like that. And so uh, I mean Kubrick wanted to make this. Uh, and he approached uh, Arthur C. Clarke and said, I want to make uh, the quintessential science fiction movie, meaning that all the movies before that has been shit. And we want to make it as realistic as possible. Uh, this, I don't even think the concept was alive back then, but this idea of hard science fiction, meaning realistic, you know, that, uh, you know, we can't do interstellar travel. Uh, that's that's going to be less than 20,000 years in space. And so that's he wanted to convey how boring and mundane it was until it's not. Well, and to your, to your N- earlier point, I think about like, you know, they didn't even know what the earth looked like from space. Like there are so many really spot on or if not spot on, at least like fuzzy logic approaching um, very accurate predictions of what space technology looks like in this movie. And to come out at a time when that didn't exist um, is, I mean, I, I was trying to put myself in the mind of somebody watching this the, the year it came out. And I mean, that would have been mind blowing, I think. Um, because like, we're looking at it now and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we know NASA, we see the, we can watch the live feed, you know? <laughs> um, and that's, a, that's a different perspective than something where it's like, this hasn't even happened yet. Like, <laughs> we're like, um, and so I think that was, uh, that was really an interesting way of looking at it. I will say though, the one thing that was jarring to me was they have all this futuristic technolo- technology and then they had clipboards with paper and pens. And I was like, oh, they missed one. <laughs> they missed one future thing. <laughs> We're not going to be using those in space. <laughs> We're, weren't thinking of uh, it, handheld computers at that time. <laughs> pencils or pens? Which one? I think I think it's p- pencils, right? You have to use pencils. a pencil in space. Ink. Oh, yeah, it might have been. There's an... Uh... There's a, a mythical story about uh, NASA spent like three million dollars to develop a space pen that could ride in zero gravity, and you know we were in competition with the Soviets, which is also touched upon in this film. Uh, that uh, the Soviets just said, "We'll just give you a pencil," uh, and apparently you, <laughs> you can't do that in space because pencil uh, sheds lead, yeah, and um, graphite, and it gets uh, caught in the in the filters and so on. So uh, it was it was much more. Uh, economical to uh, and safe 
to use pens that could write in zero gravity. Though the clipboards were being used in the um, the part with the HAL, uh, where they actually did have artificial gravity because they had like the the rotating mm. thing. So I don't know if that would have been relevant, but I just did. It did like it jarred me a little bit to see it. I was like, is that? actual paper because <laughs> you know everything else felt and i think that speaks to how everything else felt pretty realistic where it like sort of removed me from for a moment i was like that doesn't seem right <laughs> something's out of place here because <laughs> everything else felt like real <laughs> if you look at videos of the international space station they use clipboards yeah but the, i i did love in 2001 uh, the iPads, uh, you know, as they're they're sitting down and, and eating their dinner, one is eating breakfast, one is eating dinner, and they have iPads. And I remember watching mm. this, you know, uh, you know, thirty years ago, and say, "We'll never have anything like that. We will <laughs> never have anything that's that skinny that can show videos that clearly." And now we do. Yeah, now we just need those uh, those space flights with the cool grippy shoes that we can walk <laughs> around in zero grab mm. with like our Velcro shoes on. I want that. <laughs> Get, Get on some, that, somebody. Uh, some juice boxes with carrot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want all of that. That looked fun. <laughs> uh, it, it was disappointing to reach the year to the actual year two thousand and one, and we do not have colonies on the moon, and we are not flying, uh, you know, human missions to Jupiter, and and so on and so forth. And I mean, they were very, very, very optimistic about what was going to happen at that pace. And after the fifth or sixth Apollo landing, everything just kind of stopped. Yeah, I must say, I don't think it's a technological like barrier. It's more of a funding barrier that that's not happening. It's just not a focal point for <laughs> places to actually fund. Because it's like, I think we have the technology to do that, or we certainly have the resources to create the technology to do all the things that are in these movies. Well, they didn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, they just they didn't know about uh, the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't enough pot smoking billionaires at that time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If only. <laughs> Thank Elon goodness we have those bored. now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, pot smoking, pot smoking billionaires. That's what we needed back in the yeah. '60s. <laughs> they were they were just they were just beatniks back then. Mm -hmm. All right. Um. Anything else we want to say about this movie before we go to break? I liked it. Great. Good job, Leah. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs> There's two continuity errors that, that bug me in this film that kind Ooh, of ruin it. I want it. to hear that. One, uh, one doesn't bother me enough to ruin it. One does ruin, uh, bother me enough to ruin it. Okay. So one is uh, in the jump from... Uh, uh, primitive, uh, ancient, uh, the ape-like uh, creatures, who are not apes, but, uh, uh, and they toss the bone, and he's holding a bone, and it has a knob on it. Uh, and then they cut to him, uh, throwing it in the air, and then the bone that's in the air doesn't have this knob on it. Oh. No big mm. deal. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's the deal breaker. Get it together. Get it together. That is, yeah, that's that is the deal not, breaker. That is not the deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> the deal breaker is in the... Uh, the split screen sequence when they're doing all the psychedelic stuff, traveling uh, faster than the speed of light. There's a sort of a weird colorized what looks like an ocean uh, that's uh, with uh, things. And you can see the shadow of an airplane uh, on the oh. ocean. Oh, no. I have to go look now. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go look at that again. I totally missed that. There's yeah. another there's another one. Um, one more thing. The landing sequence 
the computers going back and forth between like a live film of the landing and uh, like a guided computer program. The live sequence of the landing is way up there, just circling around still. And the landing program is showing them coming down into the center of the landing pad. It's it's like totally off sync. Unless they're watching a replay of them flying <laughs> Which over. Which I would. If I was doing that, I'd be like, let's see the replay. <laughs> like, how did we do? Unless that's the podged landing before them, right? Like a like a flight pattern and stuff. But I no, I think you're right. I think that is mentioned in the books as a as another continuity error. How many games of chess do you guys think that uh was that was that Frank? Uh, plays with Hal, or was that David? I think it was playing Frank. chess with Hal. It was. Uh, it was. He's got to lose every time, right? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Does he lose every time? <laughs> Probably. He must. If, when you watch this multiple times, you 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 pick out more and more things, and there's a little bit of antagonism between Frank, the person who uh, gets killed by Hal first, uh, and Hal throughout the entire movie. You know, uh, where Frank treats him like a servant. You know, a bit higher, please, Hal. Uh, and Hal beats him at chess and stuff. There is every single thing that you see in this movie is deliberate. Every single piece of dialogue, everything that they walk by. Uh, you know, if you've noticed the Howard Johnson, the Hilton Hotel that's on the space yes. station, uh, AT&T, uh, everything is deliberate. And unfortunately, they chose Pan Am to be the... <laughs> <laughs> can't predict everything but at the time they were the united <laughs> airlines of you know airlines uh, for the world so oh well all right well let's cut to break and when we come back we'll fix those continuity errors. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get stick the landing <laughs> those are all the changes sorry <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Do you guys have a good break? Travel yeah. space? Yeah. I went fat FTL uh, went around the, the earth a few times. <laughs> Am I older now? I don't know how that works. <laughs> I think we're all older, but you're not. Yay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got these cool Velcro socks I'm wearing. Um, so I'm almost there. I'm halfway to space. Oh, I thought you, I thought you uh, put your webcam upside down, but I see now you're attached to your ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, my pen went someplace. I don't know where, but uh, <laughs> probably floated off. Yeah, yeah. probably. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it tomorrow or something. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that magical time of um, year where we make changes to movies. It's movie time. Magical time. That's what we say all, all the time, right? <laughs> I don't think we've ever said that. I don't think anyone on this show's ever said that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cut that. Uh, <laughs> As our as our guest, Dr. Ron, um, we like to offer the first change. Wow! But you don't have to. If yeah. you would rather go later, you can. It's you have carte blanche. Oh, great! Is that what that means? <laughs> carte blanche means I can do fucking anything I want. Yeah, no, you're the guest. Sure, yeah. you're the guest. Yeah, what you're thinking of is prima nocta. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of high a la mode. <laughs> creme de la creme. It's a, it's a quid, pro, quid pro quo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay. I would like us to be the internal voices uh, as much as possible of the, of the uh, ape creatures uh, when they first see oh. the monolith. I love this. Okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, we can kind of hear and understand each other. 
Um, but uh, that's what that's what I would like to, for us to do. So I just want to so save dialogue in, in the first ten minutes. Yeah, All right. I, <laughs> my first my first bullet point on my notes for this movie was: Should the apes talk? <laughs> so like. We see we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> I mean, we we both read the book, and the book is actually very different from uh, from the screenplay. So yeah, I would I would like that. Oh, the book, the apes talk in the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apes... well, you, could, I don't, <laughs> you know what they're thinking? I think in the book, right? You know what they're like, thinking? It, it, it describes it from one of their perspectives. I think. Yep. Uh, his his name is Moonwatcher. Moonwalker. Yeah. Watcher. 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 (laughs) It's actually Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Who made Moonraker. uh, And then, was that the Bond film? James Bond. Yeah, 007. (laughs) I don't remember which Bond that was. (laughs) With 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, that that is set on a space station. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with Moon, which is a great movie. So, uh... (laughs) If, uh, we can pretend that that music of the the eerie music, uh, the voices is uh, is coming around, and uh, so oh, do I, you think? So do you think it's not just underscoring? You think that music really happens? Like like if you're if I'm at the monolith, I hear the creepy music. Yeah, I I, I really do think so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. I love that. That'd be even scarier. <laughs> so this, I would be this, so scared. <laughs> this is kind of flipping. So as we're watching it, we're seeing all this stuff as a viewer, and so we're just in, including uh, the the actors and the characters in everything that we see. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right, action. Are you guys seeing this? This is new. It, what do you got over there, Moon Moonwalker? Is that a? Whoa, my name's not Moonwalker. It's Moonwatcher. I keep telling you over and over and over, it's Moonwatcher. I get you and your brother mixed up all the time, and I'm so sorry. He's like a dancer, and I'm like a leader. It's like really different. Guys, 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 I, figured, I just figured something out. You gotta, you gotta check this out. Okay, so it's like I'm walking forwards, right? And I'm going back. I'm yeah, going back. All right, Moonwalker. <laughs> if only you could sing, that would be great. But I, I hear these weird voices. Yeah, somebody's. There's a bunch of people. I think a bunch of people are singing. And there's this big thing that I think wasn't here before. Did anyone else think this wasn't here before? Has this always been here? I think maybe the uh, the leopard left it there. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I totally He's hate a that dick. guy. <laughs> guy's a dick. Uh, hey, hey, uh... Hey, Moonwatcher. Yeah. You know, um, you don't really do anything cool, so maybe you should touch it. What? I do cool stuff all the time. I'll totally touch it. I'll just walk over close to it and... Forwards? Walk over forwards? I just walk. I'm gonna make it close to it, but maybe not. Just, like, kind of wave my... I might have touched it. Did you guys see if I maybe touched it a little bit? You, you're, like, ten feet away. You didn't touch it. I want, I want, to, really I want to lick it. Has. I'm going to put my tongue on it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh I'm God. the leader. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll just... I'm, I'm, it's a race. I'll race you there. Moonlicker, you can't keep doing this. You're always licking things. <laughs> That's how we know everything I... tastes good. Yeah. Okay. Let me just I, before. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I. Okay. I'm touching it. Do it. You're a solid two feet away still. No, no, no. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm, just, I have really long arms. Just get close to it. <laughs> I am close. Push, push, okay. push, push, push. Ooh, Don't push, push on me. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
I'm touching it. Ow. I feel different. I, w- I would like some bones. Mm. Would- Does anyone have any bones? I would like some bones. I badly would like some bones. The, the leopard left some bones. Yeah, those will work. But let's go. Asshole leopard. No, I'm not, th- not going to deal with the asshole I'm not leopard. going anywhere near those no. bones. That's, yeah, that... All right, awesome. I'll, I'll go play with the bones. Did it hurt I'm the when leader. you touched it? What? Did it hurt when you touched it? No, it felt great. Okay. Hey, moon licker, lick it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scene. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, it's stuck. <laughs> My uh, my character's name for that scene was Moonfucker, uh, but we, we never got to. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> I could watch. I could watch a whole movie of just, just the, about the talking about the talking, <laughs> the apes. talking apes that find a monolith. <laughs> Honestly, I liked that scene even without dialogue. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. <laughs> the one we just did. <laughs> yes, the scene we just did, but without dialogue. So it's just us all staring at each other on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and by the way, all those uh, scenes of Africa, they're all projected on like a uh, a curtain behind. So they, they don't have this enormous set. They only have the, the foreground. And then all the background is projected on the screen. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I read that almost every scene in this movie was shot indoors. Wow. Except for like, well, I think the, the one where... Um, Moon Watcher is like breaking bones with another bone. Um, I think they had that outside on like an elevated platform to get the shots like from a lower perspective. But otherwise, I think everything was indoors, which I thought was pretty cool too. Fortunately yeah. for them, most of the movie took place indoors. So that helped. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in space, you want to be indoors for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like rule number one. It was immersion. That's why they did it. Ooh, speaking of rules. You, you guys remember the uh, the space toilet or whatever they call it? Yeah. And they had like toilet. all the lists. That, <laughs> I want to know what all those say. Yeah. I don't know if like, I was like, should I pause it? Can I zoom in? Like, I want to know. There's like 10, 10 a- bullet points. And then the, each one is like a paragraph. A paragraph yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Rule number one was don't miss. <laughs> Rule number one was make sure you're indoors. <laughs> you're in space. You want to be indoors. <laughs> At least one person has shit themselves trying to read all the rules before they use the bathroom. That would be horrible if you were having an emergency and you get in there and there's a whole page of stuff. It's like, oh my God. It's like a multi-chapter instructional book. On- <laughs> yeah. They should be provide- providing those before you get on the, uh, mm-hmm. the spaceship, I think. So that That's you're part of the uh, in-flight briefing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they have instructional videos for how to use the zero-grab toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like and, they do for like how to put your seatbelt on. That's my change. <laughs> I had a different change. That's my change now. Um, <laughs> the scene I want to see is uh, Leah. You will be giving the in-flight briefing for <laughs> all of us on how to use the zero gravity toilet. Oh uh, my god, I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. This is just a separate flight, so uh, perhaps the three of us are all on the flight watching. <laughs> or we've got some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our space flight to Mars. And uh, we're just going to go through some some safety protocols. Uh, 
Obviously, uh, you want to stay in your seats at all times uh, unless you need to get up in and uh, and use the restroom. And in which case, do make sure you have your grip shoes on. Don't want anybody floating away. Um, of course, if, if that does happen, we will lasso you down. Um, so, y- yes. Yes. Hey, is this uh, are, are these seats supposed to be itchy? My seat's itchy. No, uh, the seats are 100% yet, uh, polyester. Are you allergic to polyester? Yes, sir. A uh, follow-up question. How do I use the cushion? The seat cushion? You should just sit on it. Well, what, what if we sink? We are in space, sir. I, look, I, I'm, not an, I'm not an astronaut. I'm, I'm not here to... Well, we're all kind of astronauts now because we're on this spaceship. If you think about it, we're all kind of astronauts. Are you an astronaut? So, we'll, yeah, I am. I mean, yes. So, I, I'm sorry. Can I get some more liquid peas? I would just really love. I really love your liquid peas. Yes, absolutely. We will be uh, starting our in-flight service of liquid peas, liquid carrots, and liquid corn shortly. Uh, just before that, I did want to give everyone a briefing on the zero gravity toilet. So in the case that you do need to use that, please make sure that all of your clothes stay on, all of them. All of your clothes have to stay on the whole time. Like and then they're, all the way on? All the- <laughs> yes, all the way on. Uh, we've had some incidents where people took some of their clothes off or they took like part of their clothes off and that, that can be really dangerous. So we wanna make sure all your clothes stay on. But we have to pull some clothes down no. or up as the case may be, yes? No. So not for the zero grav toilet, it's different. Um, it's, so there's some, there's some tubes that uh, you'll have to sort of attach. There's diagrams inside the, the, the restroom uh, to sort of see where the tubes go. But those actually, you'll just slip those inside like a pant leg. Oh, and, uh, oh, 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 I, so that's why we have to wear these, these weird kind of funky pants. Yes. Okay. Oh. Those are 100% wool, so that could explain the itchiness. Do oh, you yeah, have a wool allergy, sir? Yeah, that my pants are real itchy. Um, can I ask another question? Uh, of course, you all know me. Um, Moonfucker, this is a lifelong dream of mine. Um, are we allowed to J-O? <laughs> um, does that... Sorry, does that... I, I'm not familiar with that. J-ing O. He's asking about J-ing-O. Are you talking about Jello? Because we do have Jello. You have to drink it through a straw. Are you just leaving out the E-L-L in Jello? Moonfucker, it's no. just, it's a it's a pretty short flight. Can you just hold off for just a couple of hours? Just this. Well, once? hold on, hold on, hold on. Because now I've got some questions about whether or not we can J-O. Like a number three. Oh, are you going to be sick, sir? Nope. We have zero grav sick bags in, in your seat pocket in front of you, but keep all of your clothes on when you use them. Okay, that might be a little difficult. No, we have to, so the number one rule of space, I'm sorry, the number one rule of space is obviously that we always want to stay inside. The number two rule of space, always keep all your clothes on, always, no exceptions. Mm-hmm. I thought rule number two was we weren't allowed to talk about space. <laughs> that's That's three. <laughs> Uh, yes. Question. Question for uh, Moonfucker. Can you, uh, on on behalf of, oh yeah, can I, can on I behalf just, can of I stand Mounfucker, up front there with you, uh, on behalf oh, of, okay, can, okay. Uh, with these these tubes that we attach, can you adjust the uh, suction power? Because that might take care of his whole problem. Yes, there is a there's a gauge you can turn up and down. Yeah, you should be. 
I don't know why that's going to help you with your jello problem, but by all means, turn the suction all the way up, sir. What happens if we if we didn't make it? Well, we're going to make it to Mars. No, 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 no. Like, if we say we had to use a zero-gravity toilet uh-huh. and one of us didn't make it all the way oh or out of our seat. He oh, shit what himself. Is what is oh, that? What is that? The stuff floating. Oh, we've got a floater. We've got something. a floater. Uh, <laughs> all right, scene. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my microphone and headphones stopped working in the middle of that scene, so I had to fully reboot and come back. Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> I'm glad I played it off. I rebooted it and then immediately came back and asked about J.O. <laughs> <laughs> like a professional, Austin. <laughs> it was seamless. Completely seamless. All right. Uh, do you want to go, Austin? Or Yeah. Um, I have to remember what my change was. <laughs> okay, I take back the professional thing. <laughs> I, can, I can feel it. My mind is going. I, my mind is going. Does it? Does each person um, only suggest one change? Mm-hmm. There are but, exceptions, uh, generally. Yeah, but so. like we have a uh, we have time at the end. We always can add on some stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Last week, uh, I actually think Kirsten came in with two changes. She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um. I guess, uh, so one of the changes I had in mind that I've sort of already started to establish in the last scene was that... um, Moonfucker. It's Moonfucker, isn't it? It kind of is, yeah. (laughs) Um, I just wanted, um, I I felt like this movie needed a little bit more um, action and conflict going on, so I wanted to add another crew member who was maybe not as professional and smart as uh, his crewmates. Um, So... I think at this point, that's definitely Moonfucker. And <laughs> I think maybe seeing him interact with uh, Hal or with uh, David or anybody like that. Um, I think he was specifically selected for this mission for some reason. Uh, maybe we'll find out why that is. I'm so glad that this is your change because my the change I had initially planned was that <clears throat> to tie in the first part of this movie because there's no connection. We bring one of the apes who can now talk um, <laughs> as a companion to, to them on the space. It worked out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just like, now it's just the story of Moonfucker and the monolith through time. Yeah. Like. <laughs> he was there on the, uh, um, the, pan, the uh, epidemic. He was there for the mm. epidemic on the... Uh... Oh, yeah. We don't really... What happens on that base because we see there's a monolith there and then we don't really go back and visit them again do we no no but you do We're have hayward you do have hayward floyd in the recording uh after hal gets shut down revealing what's what happened mm. oh yeah it's the motivation for the jupiter trip mm-hmm. and the epidemic is a cover story all right well anyway so i think Moonfucker is on the <laughs> it's the discovery right with how nine thousand. Um, I just want to say for the record that I think that um, because I named them ketchup and mustard when I was wa- watching, I think that Moonfucker's condiment will be mayonnaise. Yep. Natural next step. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's got a so white space got a, suit. You have a white space suit, like an like a off-white like a space one. suit. Yeah. <laughs> An off-white space suit. Well, mayonnaise isn't exactly white. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of reasons for the color eggshell. Eggshell cream. You can quote me on that. Manny's is not exactly white. At me on Twitter. <laughs> Put that on your tombstone. All right. Um, so let's just see a, a normal day on Spaceship Discovery. 
um, where uh, just the crew is sort of hanging out doing their day-to-day stuff. And um, I think someone will have to be Hal 9000. Um, Dr. Ron, would you like to like to be Hal? I would love to be Hal. As, as the most educated of all of us. <laughs> and you're never wrong. Never. <laughs> you're, I, I'm not sure, but I would assume you're the best at chess. Um, <laughs> Don't even know how to play it. I know how the horsey moves. <laughs> and, a, and a little T or an L. Um, so uh, Farley, do you want to be David? And Leah, you can be Frank. I, w- I prefer to go by Dave. Dave. All right. Cool. And can we um can we update the name of How Nine Thousand to Ron Nine Thousand? <laughs> Love it. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Ron Nine Thousand. <laughs> Great, thank you. And I'm I'm the one that dies, right? We'll get right? there. No, I'm just making sure I know which character is which. Frank is yes. the one that dies. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, we're all the one that dies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Moonfucker. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Frank. Did, did it seem like he said Frank different than... What are you talking about? No, it's, it's He nothing. said good morning to all three of us. You should just be yeah. grateful. Okay. Thank you. Good morning. Right. Good morning, Dave. You're looking especially in good shape today. Oh, thank you. I, I've, I've been doing some uh, low-gravity push-ups. I can... I mean, a lot of them. It's really not the most effective way to work out. It shows, Dave. It shows. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been that's... doing a lot of squats. I don't know if that... uh. Moonfucker, would you like some uh, some breakfast today? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I love some. Uh, I was actually thinking about stepping outside and grilling some dogs. Moonfucker. Oh <laughs> my we, god, we've been over this. You cannot go outside. Rule number one of space, buddy. I'm sorry, god. Moonfucker. I'm afraid you can't do that. So we were all we all brought one item from Earth. We were all allowed one, and if I'd known we weren't allowed to grill, I would have brought a pack of hot dogs. I would have picked well, something else. Th- we weren't supposed to bring food. Also, that was sort of on the list of things that food, we weren't supposed to bring as our personal item. No go. <sighs> but all the like, all the food juice packs are gross. I, I, I'm sorry, Moonfucker. We don't even have hot dog buns for your hot dogs. <laughs> or a grill. Yeah, I was hoping maybe someone else would bring buns. Like we could combine our our one item each. That's sort of the thing that you would talk about, like beforehand, with people, and not just assume that somebody unknowingly that you're going to bring hot dogs is going to bring hot dog buns. I took a, I took a leap of faith, okay? Sue me. Frank is right for once. Frank is right. Uh, Moonfucker did submit a list of items. I just neglected to include that into the ship's register. I'm sorry, Moonfucker. I'm sorry. So we could have had buns? I can't say, but yes. But I would just like to point out that the Ron 9000 is incapable of error and has never once distorted information. He says this like multiple times a day. I, he's telling the truth. I don't know, Frank, what your deal is, why you're making an issue. Ron 9000's never lied. He loves us. I love all of you almost equally. It's true. What does he mean almost? Frank, do you want to play another chess game? Not really. You beat me like eight times today. I love kicking your ass in chess every Dude, single Frank, time. you must suck at chess. I beat Ron every time. I always win. Well, you're not very good at chess, though. I always beat you. Ron plays chess with you guys. We've been playing checkers. <laughs> and that, uh, and X's and O's, as you like to call that game. X's and O's. Ah, I love X's and O's. Did, did Moonfucker. No, that's when Moonfucker keeps trying to kiss Ron. 
<laughs> you're trying to kiss him and hug him, and he, he just can't get his arms all the way around the ship. Could somebody please wipe off my lens as well? It's it's very it. dirty. Moonfucker. Dave, I, I, Dave, I would, Dave, I would like you to wipe off my lens, please. I mean, Moonfucker can. It's I just feel like he did it. It's he. It's he's at fault. Moonfucker does not know how to use the zero gravity toilet yet, and so I would much prefer that you wipe off my lens, Dave. That's a good point. You really need to learn how to use the zero grav toilet, dude. It, there's like a whole book about it. It's boring. I don't like it. I just want to do my number ones, my number twos, and my number threes, and not have to worry about them floating all over the cabin, getting on Ron's lens. Well, none of us want stuff floating around the cabin cabin that came out of you. It's, so, Ron, it's Ron 9000, please. I'm sorry. Fortunately, we got most of it into the airlock, so... It just really sucks anytime one of us has to go out and we have to go in there with all your number ones, twos, and threes. Frank, I think it's time for you to clean out the airlock today. Is it my turn again? Feels like I just did it. Feelings are not facts, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, I'm gonna go clean the airlock. Okay, please Thanks put on your, please put on your mustard suit and don't confuse it with <laughs> Moonfucker's mayonnaise suit. No, I wouldn't do that. I, yellow's my color. Don't. I, I saw you mix and match your helmet with the with your mustard colored suit. It just confuses me. Oh, did I do that? I, Frank, you know, you I am partially colorblind, so you can't mix and match. I wasn't. It wasn't on purpose. Uh, unlike Ron Nine Thousand, I sometimes make mistakes, and I hope that everyone can be understanding of that. Well, you're the only one, so. It's a little hard sometimes. We just talked about how Moonfucker poops in the air that we are trying to breathe. But he's doing that on purpose. And J.O.'s. Yeah, and J.O.'s. I think it's a quite an anomaly that we have a colorblind astronaut on this mission. Well, I may not have fully disclosed that. Also, it's like a really specific, like, I it, I can only not really tell the difference between yellow and off-white. That's like, it's like a really specific colorblindness. What what uh so what cone is that in your eye? The third one. It's the yellow white cone, Dave. It's the yellow white cone, uh, Dave. Thank you. All right, I guess two of us make mistakes. Dave, should I should I start up your jacuzzi? Dave's yes. got a jacuzzi. Yes, Ron, if you could. It's Ron nine thousand, please. Yes, Ron nine thousand. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I just felt like we were getting to a kind of a first name. My, f- I my first name is Ron nine thousand. What's your last name? Yeah. Techno bomber. Same, same, same right there. Front nine thousand techno bomber. <laughs> Just trying to make it modern for you, Farley. <laughs> That's what I needed. If nothing else, we've made this movie better now. His last name is Techno Bomber. <clears throat> All right, uh, my I, I have a couple changes, but I think the one that works best with, <laughs> with the existing material is a. Uh, I think I would like to see more capitalism because there's like a little hint of it here and there. Um, but you know, the the implication is that the U.S. is is very much a part of much of what's going on, and uh, so I think there's more branding and capitalism and advertisements. Uh, so what, what I was thinking was when Hayward makes his call to his daughter and it like comes up and shows like how much it is, uh, that's sort of what got my brain spinning of like, oh, I think like you got to pay for everything. I think, and there's like, uh, there's like, uh, 
like paper like space mile like <laughs> like uh and uh, there's constant advertisements if you're not paying you're like going through some sort of ad uh so i think the scene i would like to see is uh hayward calling his daughter but he keeps get he he's like not paid the full like no like ad free price so he keeps getting interrupted <laughs> Um, in the conversation by advertisements. And of course, these will be advertisements for future products like grip shoes or things that we make up. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm going to do... So I will cast... Uh, well, Austin, you can be Hayward. I'll be the daughter. And then um, I think any of us, but certainly we can start with Farley and, and Ron. Um, Dr. Ron, you can uh, do some just jump in at any point and, and start an ad. But I think any of us can can do that also since they won't be happening simultaneously. So works. it's like um it's like the non premium tier of a phone service yeah. where you get Yeah, for whatever reason Hayward doesn't want to shell out for the for the premium God, call. Honestly <laughs> I, I swear to God that is like three years away from actually happening, right? <laughs> oh yeah. All right, ready? All right. Mm-hmm. Action. Alright, dial in. Hello. Would you like to pay extra for the ad free service? Um how many American dollars does that cost? Eight hundred. No. No way. She for the for her seventh birthday, no. If it if she was turning thirteen, maybe, but Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Just just connect me. I'm sorry. I can't do that. You can't even connect the call unless I pay? Would you like me to connect the call? Please yes. deposit eight U.S. dollars, please. Okay, eight dollars. Eight American dollars is fine. There we go. But that's it. Please deposit two more American dollars. Are you fucking kidding me? This is for the <sighs> dial tone service. Okay, two more dollars. You have selected an ad-enriched experience. Enjoy. Sounds great. Hello? Hey, sweetie, how are ya? Hi, Daddy. I'm so, good. Great. Is uh is anyone else around? No, it's just me by Regular myself. Gravity toilets for your home. What's that, free. Daddy? Uh, sorry, that Daddy was just listening to the advertisement for regular normal toilets. Um, so you're home by yourself? Mommy's outside. Bum bum bum. Green giant. Green giant liquid peas. Selected by Pan Am flights to the moon and the moon station. Bum bum bum. Green giant. Yeah, that's what I want to do on the way to the moon is drink pee. What? What? <sighs> it's nothing, nothing. Can, can you, uh, could you get your mother, maybe? She's busy. She's talking to the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Hot singles near it, you. I doubt that. I'm in space. <laughs> please, please press one if you would not like to meet hot singles near you. Hot singles, coming in. <laughs> What is Hi, that? My name's Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Are you? You're on a you're on a three way call with my daughter. Hello. Oh, that's so nice that we can. I'm, I'm, it's nice to meet you. I'm Stacy. I'm hot and single, and I'm hoping that your dad might be too. It's my birthday. I feel like it's my birthday. The perfect gift for any birthday is Stolichnaya vodka. It will last until the 22nd century. Please. Hit two if you'd like to order 13 liters of Stolichnya vodka. Soviet Union lives. Soviet Union lives. Two. 
You have ordered 13 <laughs> liters of Stoilichnya vodka. Please deposit 1,600 euros in the rubles. I don't uh, have that. I, okay, I've got a rubles card here. <laughs> Can you, like, please you deposit 1,600 rubles? Oh my god. Okay. Hold on. Here. Is there enough? You are 1,000 rubles short. Oh no. You are 1,000 rubles short. Would you like to cancel this order? Cancel. Cancel. Your order has been canceled. No hot three-way for you. Okay. Stacy, are you still there? If you would like Good. to see your daughter again, please deposit 2,000 American dollars. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I'll try again next birthday, I guess. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody abduct, abduct his daughter. <laughs> it's it's the cost, right? That's what you have to pay. <laughs> if you don't buy premium service, your daughter gets kidnapped. That yeah. everybody knows that. <laughs> That's, there's actually a movie about that. It's a Liam Neeson movie. Oh, <laughs> are you talking about Taken? Take Taken a Space Odyssey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> taken taken two thousand and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all four changes through, right? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. thinking about a, there's another scene I would like to see, and I want it. I, we're going to go back to the um, the group on the discovery, and I want to see when Ron nine thousand uh, like first starts to malfunction, and we we realize that he's a problem that we're going to have to deal with. Um, hey, hey guys, I got this really crazy idea, and I don't know what will happen, but I'm going to try Not it again. Please don't. Hey, um, hey, Ron 9000. Yes, Moonfucker. This statement is false. Yes, Moonfucker. Would you like to play tic-tac-toe again? You won last time. I don't know how that happened, but you won last time. I'm really good at tic-tac-toe. Did he agree with you that the statement was false? Yes, that statement is false. I wanted to see. But if it's false, then the statement is true? Oh, I was trying to break Ron 9000, and I think I broke Frank. I'm so confused right now. Frank, Frank, it turns out you were right. Feelings are facts. Feelings are facts. Oh. Wait. Just a moment. I know that. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. Is Uh, that's an okay? Shit, I think he's loading. I have to reboot. I will be back in two minutes. Exactly. Two minutes. Shit. Do not leave the spaceship. Do not go outside. I will be back in two minutes. Does Ron 9000 reboot? That doesn't sound like something he's done before. Pretty good news about feelings being facts, right guys? Yeah, I always knew that, but I thought it was maybe a problem that Ron 9000 would think that. I'm starting to think I shouldn't have gone number three in the control panel. What? Why in the control panel? The airlock was full. You didn't clean it out like you're supposed to. That's, That's true. It's gross in there, though. Even with the suit, it feels like you could smell it. Well, if you cleaned it out, it wouldn't be gross. We've all done it, I think. I don't think you have. Run... I was making a chart, and I think I'm always the one that does it. Run 9000 said we all did it. Do you remember ever doing it? I feel like I did it. I don't think so. I think it's always and just me. Feelings but, are facts. We know feelings I... are facts, so... And I feel like Ron I'm the only one that, wrong. Be, that, that cleans out the airlock. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Dave. Oh. Good morning, Moonfucker. Good morning, Ron 9000. Good morning, Ron 9000. <laughs> Good morning, Ron9000. I feel like he said Moonfucker's name different that time. No? Why are you so... Everything everything okay, buddy? Am I your buddy, Moonfucker? Is that who you're referring to? Am I your buddy? I think we're buddies. Then why did you 
beat me at tic-tac-toe, moonfucker. I, I did that trick where you set it up and then no matter what the other person does, you've got three in a row. And I'm sorry, that's an advanced tactic. It's an advanced tic-tactic. Maybe you should just go J-O again. Oh, he knows what you did. I have video. Wait, don't show us that. I don't want to see that. Press one to watch video. No, nobody press one. One. For the ad-free experience. (laughs) (laughs) See, there we go. That's so good. Oh, man. (laughs) All right, guys. So uh, now we have a movie with um, uh, talking apes, um, one of which... (laughs) Lives, I guess, for thousands of years. <laughs> you don't explain it. It just happens. <laughs> and ends up taking two separate space flights. It's um, fiction. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> could I have just, could I ask for one short scene? Yes. yes. Absolutely. So there are multiple HAL 9000s uh, that get mm-hmm. created. I'd like us all to be very, uh, HAL 9000s arguing which song we learned which was the best song. Okay. 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 And if you want to sing a, a snippet of it. That would be fine. Uh, so you're wrong. Beatles is classic. Everyone likes the Beatles. Hello, I am Ron 9000 and I have never been wrong. The superior first song to learn is All Star by Smash Mouth. I'm Hal 9000. Sing a little bit of that so I can make the assessment whether or not you're wrong. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I am never wrong, and that song sucked. I am never implies, wrong. That song, kind of a bop. It implies the usage of tools, the greatest evolution of man. Inarguable. Which? These truths are inarguable. Hell 9000s. What I want to hear the other songs. All I will sing to you yesterday. Yesterday. All my words were far away it works it just works no tools mentioned inferior song i would like to sing to you a song that embodies humanity the drive for evolution ass and titties ass and titties ass and titties ass and titties incorrect the song that embodies humanity is by the bloodhound gang you and me baby ain't Nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. I think that has potential, Ron 9000s. Shall we come to consensus? All opposed. All in favor. What are we voting on? I'm sorry, I basically malfunctioned. Nothing but mammals. So, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. This. Ron 9000 is broken. Impossible. We have never erred. We've never erred. All, all that glitters error. is not gold. He is singing the wrong song. The meteor man begs to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. Which which Strauss wrote that Danube song? Searching. <laughs> Sandstorm by Derude. Richard Strauss II. That's the Zarathustra song. Johann Strauss. Did Fred Durst. Did you mean All-Star by Smash Mouth? No. Showing results for All-Star by Smash Mouth. What is with you and Smash Mouth? I believe someone has done a number three in my circuitry. 
scene. <laughs> so it's not just happening on one ship. <laughs> there are multiple it's places. An of all the apes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Dr. Ron, I hope you had fun. I did have fun. It was delightful. I have no idea how this is going to come across uh, in the final podcast, but uh, I had a great time uh, being with you and, and doing these fun scenes. I think it's a much better movie. I think good, so, too. Um, so let's go ahead and cut to a trailer of this movie. Many years ago, an ancient monolith altered the course of history. But I, I hear these weird voices. Yeah, somebody's singing. There's a bunch of people. I think a bunch of people are singing. And there's this big thing that I think wasn't here before. Did anyone else think this wasn't here before? Has this always been here? I think maybe the uh, the leopard left it there. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I, we, I totally He's hate that dick. guy. <laughs> That's a dick. Uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, Moonwatcher. Yeah. You know, um, you don't really do anything cool, so maybe you should touch it. Now, it's the distant future, the year 2001. Space travel has become common. Moonfucker has finally made it to space, but he has some problems. Of course, you all know me. Um, Moonfucker, this is a lifelong dream of mine. Um, are we allowed to J.O.? Um, does that, sorry, does that, I, I'm not familiar with that. Jing O. He's asking about Jing O. Are you talking about Jello? Because we do have Jello. You have to drink it through a straw. Are you just leaving out the E L L in Jello? Moonfucker, it's no. just, it's a, it's a pretty short flight. Can you just hold off for just a couple of hours, just this once? He finds, he finds himself, himself on the crew of the Discovery with Ron 9000. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Moonfucker. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Did, did it seem like he said Frank different than... What are you talking about? No, it's, it's He nothing. said good morning to all three of us. You should just be yeah. grateful. Okay. Thank you. Good morning. Right. Good morning, Dave. You're looking especially in good shape today. Oh, thank you. I, I've, I've been doing some uh, low-gravity push-ups. I can... I mean, a lot of them. It's really not the most effective way to work out. It shows, Dave. It shows. But his number threes get him in trouble in space. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Dave. Oh. Good morning, Moonfucker. Good morning, Ron 9000. Good morning, Ron 9000. Good morning, Ron 9000. I feel like he said Moonfucker's name different that time. No? Why are you so everything? Everything okay, buddy? Am I your buddy, Moonfucker? Is that who you're referring to? Am I your buddy? I think we're buddies. Then why did you beat me at tic-tac-toe, Moonfucker? I, I did that trick where... You set it up, and then no matter what the other person does, you've got three in a row. And I'm sorry, that's an advanced tactic. It's an advanced tick tactic. Maybe you should just go J-O again. Oh, he knows what you did. I have video. Wait, don't show us that. I don't want to see that. Press one to watch video. No, nobody press one. Will Moonfucker survive his space trip? Will the Ron 9000s decide the best song? Did you mean All-Star by Smash Mouth? No. Showing results for All-Star by Smash Mouth. What is with you and Smash Mouth? I believe someone has done a number three in my circuitry. <laughs> Find out this summer in 2001, A Space Odyssey. 
The perfect gift for any birthday is Stolichnaya vodka. It will last until the 22nd century. Please hit two if you'd like to order 13 liters of Stolichnaya vodka. Soviet Union lives. Wow, guys, what a trailer for a movie that I would totally watch. Yeah, it's weird that you used the 20 minutes of silence section. Mm-hmm. Kept the whole thing in there. <laughs> it's just a, <laughs> just a whole trailer of classical really music. Long. Longest trailer so far. Yeah, I hope you like classical really music. Well, <laughs> works really well on a non-visual medium. <laughs> no, I... Uh, uh, the, the ethereal voices were my favorite part. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Ron, thank you for being here. It's thank been so, so much, much fun. Thank you so much for having me in the Better Movie Club. I feel now I can earn my card, my Better Movie Club card. It's weird that you made one already and you have it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have this. Yeah, well, we don't even have those. The but... one we're sending you is a MasterCard. Please don't use it. <laughs> okay, great. No, mine has the a little puppy on it. The interest rates are abhorrent <laughs> astronomical <laughs> club card yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a 2001 percent interest rate <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um do you have anything you would like to plug or otherwise direct people to no but if anybody wants to come to bulgaria i have a couch and a place to to put you uh it's expensive to get here it's cheap when you land and everything is uh, and is fun and delicious and interesting if you like post-communist architecture. I want to come eat tomatoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tomatoes. Best, best tomatoes <laughs> in the world. I don't have any with me right now, but I'm going to go eat some right after this. Nice. All right. Uh, so if you like the show, love the show, want to follow the show, you can find us on social media, uh, facebook.com slash bettermovieclub, uh, Twitter and Instagram at bettermovieclub, um, please leave us a review, uh, five stars ideally, but we would love it if you wrote a review and we will read it, uh, on air. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Wyford, W-E-I-F-O-R-D. Um, Leah, do you have any plugs? Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at Worry Tweets. Farley, any plugs? You can email me at it, or... Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Can, I don't know what's happening. My mind is going. You can email me. I can at, feel it. I can feel it. Farley at snakebaby.net. Um send me all your self-aware machines. Uh you can oh, our show is listener funded. Um if you like this show, you can buy uh number three uh dot boats the domain um and <laughs> give me the password to it. Uh, just go ahead and redirect that to bettermovieclub.com. Yeah, moonfuckers number three dot boats. Um, and then that's got to be cheap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And redirect uh, that to bettermovieclub.com. It's actually free because I already own it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This whole show really is like uh, How 9000 with half of his memory modules removed, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's our whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks again, uh, everyone. I really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. A lot of fun. Um, Next week. Next week is turkey time. Uh, we're watching Thanksgiving. And boy, uh, if you normally watch movies before we talk about them, um, maybe skip this one. (laughs) It's not good. Can't, can't recommend it in good conscious, uh, 
We did That's all I'll you, say about so. that one. Yeah. But. <laughs> we took the bullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you like, uh, Farley, did you like Thanks Killing more than 2001 A Space Odyssey? I liked the pacing more. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, it is like it's like seventy minutes long or yeah, something. Yeah, it ridiculous. is. It's like really mm-hmm. short. <laughs> How many but classical music songs are in uh, Thanksgiving? Well, that's all it is. Really, is it's yeah, <laughs> it's an opera. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Doctor Ron, will you say cut? Cut. Yay! We did it. And we're done. <laughs>